Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 106. Bite hard, it's got a crunchy centre. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, Josh. Josh. Uh, I, bro- I broke a tooth. Well, I, I warned you that it had a crunchy centre. It's a bite hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Really? That's just because I, I, I really wanted to mess with you. I'm going to have to talk like this for the rest of the show. Or just not. <laughs> you could just not talk People for the rest of the show. People will tell us apart. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes, they will. That's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry that I hurt Where's you. Where's Kenny? <laughs> oh, hey, big show. Big show. Big I've, show. I've been waiting to get up to 106. So have I. Yeah. Because so, that's, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah. yeah. 106. 105. Piss poor effort. 107. Possibly over the hill. Be- 106. That's primo. Yeah. 108, show full of mystery. Oh, oh really? Another mystery show. Another mystery show. It's the 108. Ah. Oh, I don't know. What 108. It's what the numbers add up to. It's ah. the number of Doctor Who episodes that uh, have been found. It's the number of podcasts we'll have done in two weeks. True. It's 12, 12 times nine. <laughs> Actually, it'll be the number of podcasts we've done next week. Actually, it'll also be nine times 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, 108 turns up uh, all over the place in, in spookily kind of coincidental areas. Oh, right. Exciting. Yes. Google it. We can uh, we can possibly reveal all the secrets of Lost next week. <laughs> we can tell people what's, why they're on the island and what's going to happen. Well, we're actually going to have the guy who's the voice on the radio coming into the show, but he won't be saying anything. Uh, because that uh, goes counter to his contract, but it'll just be a, a special for the video podcast viewers. W- what radio? <laughs> on the radio and lost on the on the two way on the walkie talkie on the satellite. Oh, that oh. guy! Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> okay, episode one hundred and six, the episode where we get Brett to explain all of his jokes. <laughs> also, you can expect some rewatch. We're going to talk about fall this week. We're talking about Chuck and Gossip Girl, not mm. necessarily in that order, mm. but maybe in that order. Wait, find out. Mm. Uh, we've got a little review of Newstopia. Going to talk about The Abbey. That's on ABC at the moment. Some crap TV and crap press. Yeah, TV all, all kind of rolled press, into one. T- TV crap. Mm. Uh, some, some pressed crap. No, that's <laughs> no good. Going to finish it off with pork, but as always, kick things off with the Box Cutters News. <laughs> Hot on the heels of a couple of press releases a few weeks ago from the ABC and Monica Attard saying that she wanted to leave Media Watch. According to the Australian last week, she may have been pushed. So what she meant to say was Brett wanted her to leave Media Watch. <laughs> well, apparently... Uh, no, no, the report coming out was that she had decided not to continue with Media Watch. Yes. This was off the back of the uh, executive producer leaving the show as well. Yes, yes. And uh, apparently, according to the Australian uh, ABC head honcho, Kim Dalton, didn't want her to continue. And Monica was quite disappointed that she didn't have Kim's support. And, Brett, is that because you spoke to Kim Dalton and said, listen... About Monica. 
if Kim listened to me that much, there would, the ABC would be so different. <laughs> but, you know. That's a, that's a fair point. I, I think enough of us got in his ear and, uh, yeah. Really? So, so Kim Dalton didn't want her there? Apparently not. And uh, mm. that's... Co- how does that affect her career, though? Like, where is she going to go from here? Well, she's a gold Walkley winner. And she's been doing yeah, other stuff. but who isn't? Ross, you've got three of those. <laughs> I, I still think it's a fairly, uh, fairly prized, prized thing for her. And she'll, be, yeah. she'll be able to go back into journalism. She'll have no trouble, I wouldn't say. But she's, she's been doing Sunday radio TV stuff for the ABC. Oh, that's true, yeah, yeah. As she's been going along anyway. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she came from the world at noon, uh, which was ABC Radio presenting that. Which is a great show. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she goes back to radio and like people won't sunrise. worry about her diastema. Mm. It's, it's, it's like your what? My sunrise. It's where I get all my news when I just get up. I, you, you, need, you need a day job. <laughs> you really do. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, how television's going to cause the greenhouse effect? Ah, yes. Uh, plasma televisions uh, may be banned by the Australian government if a proposed energy efficiency rating system is adopted. Uh, the federal government says there's a growing demand for plasma and LCD televisions which use more power than traditional CRT Wait, wait, wait. Sets. There's a growing amount. There's a growing demand for flat screen TVs. That's... Where did the government pick this up? A hundred thousand being sold every month, and the government's finally worked out that that there's a demand for them. Oh, does that mean that there's a demand? Yeah, apparently so. Right. Yeah. I I thought that that because it's that many that there just must be too many of them. Oh, right. <laughs> the stores were just having, you know, good sales. Good push, sales, Pushing yeah. them hard, yeah. It's uh, suggested that new legislation will be introduced which uh, will require energy rating labels uh, for televisions, as we've seen on fridges and washing machines for some time. Um, the six-star uh, rating system won't... Uh, where, where, where would you stick that sticker? On the back of it? You know, oh, no, that's no, where all the plugs and things go. That's where you it, connect it up. You'd put it on the you'd need on a the very stock. skinny sticker to go down the side. On the floor stock, yeah. it would be uh, like a banner sticker goes across the corner. Yeah, so of the actual screen. Of the actual screen oh, on the floor stock. Right. So it'd be one of those uh, one of those staticky stickers that you could just mm-hmm. peel off. Yeah. At the end of it, I, I still after this sticker business comes in, don't be buying any floor stock of flat screen TVs. Most current... Well, normally you don't unless you've got a serious discount. Most current plasma TVs don't meet the requirements of the uh, six-star rating system. Uh, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't meet the requirements to, to get six stars or to get any stars? Uh, to get enough stars to be able to be sold. And how many stars is that? I, I, my understanding is that the majority of them don't get one star yet. The LCD yeah. screens are slightly better, but... Both LCD and plasmas pretty much flunk out completely. Right. Uh, the, it's proposed that uh, this will come into effect in 2011. So it's a lot. Techn- technology develops uh, very quickly, and once the manufacturers realise that uh, these requirements come in, I'm sure they're going to be putting in some uh, R and D dollars to uh, get the power consumption down. Well, the thing is, that the way that plasma... And, you know, who knows if plasma's going to even be around by then. We've got OLEDs uh, that are super thin, and uh, I, uh, I haven't OLEDs about... just old. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the uh, organic uh, LEDs. 
um, which are super expensive and just small kind of formats at the moment. But people but can only, grow them themselves in the garden. They're only three millimetres <laughs> thick. They're pretty impressive. So uh, the, the thing is, plasmas, the, the way plasmas work is by bombard- yeah, bombarding certain elements behind the screen with power. And certain colours need more power and, uh, and you know, white obviously needs the most power and that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and so because of like power, the- you've got extra heat and, and it takes, uh, takes extra power. Um, some wags have been writing into uh, letters to the editors to the newspapers saying that uh, they don't require their heaters anymore because they're getting enough heat off the plasma screen. <laughs> really? Really? Are they meant- <laughs> uh, are they meant to be that hot? Because I, I haven't been Apparently in the presence of a plasma. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Well, you know, good luck to everyone. I, I still don't understand the six, like what is going to be the minimum star for for a television to be. I guess one. I'm telling you, one's all you'll fit on the sticker on the side. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, so we've got the OLEDs and we've also got laser TV that uh, should be coming Oh, my eyes. Shortly. <laughs> Which apparently just blows uh, LCD and plasma out of the water for of clarity. Of course it does. Of course it does. Every invention that comes next blows the previous one out of the water and everybody has to buy new stuff. You know how I'm watching all of it's, my television It's a bit like now. waiting for the, uh, the, the standards war to die down. Yeah. yeah. Flickerbook. Flickerbook. Yeah, yeah. I just got a Flickerbook, oh. and that's uh, that's how I watch it. It's it's a little bit juddery. Mm. It's a little bit juddery, but it's still entertaining. Well, see, I, I get crap reception from Channel Ten on the Flickbook. Yeah, oh, really? That's terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's a shame. <laughs> hey, uh, in the uh, in the US, Nielsen, the ratings company that we've talked a lot about on this program, decided that they were I going to. I still have no idea how it works. Okay, they've got because uh, of the whole Thanksgiving thing. They've mm. got some turkeys. Yep. So yep. they've got a man and some turkeys. Oh, okay. Right here. And they've they recently got more than one turkey. Because, yep. And this is how they've been uh, calculating these figures for shows like Heroes, where uh, where a network may show them two or three times during the week mm-hmm. to cash in on the on the concept of time shifting for people who don't have time shifting capabilities. They can still watch the show at various times throughout the week. And they've been counting all, say, three showings of that show as one viewing. Right. And which so they, they used to do with Neighbours in the UK when which, it was on twice a day. Which kind of makes sense and kind of doesn't. But the it, it makes sense because you're collecting the total number of viewers yeah, for the that show. total number of people watching the show. There was also the, some requirement the, the that they showed the same ads. The assumption being, the assumption being that people aren't watching the show twice. Yep. Obviously. Uh and so but that's, even so, does, that's, does that matter if they're watching it twice? Uh, no, I suppose not. Because if it's all about advertising, well, the thing is, if you're if you're looking at number of people versus number of people mm-hmm. uh, as say percentages, mm-hmm. then yes, it does matter if, if you're doubling up on people. But if you're just looking at total viewers per show as a solid number, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't matter. One person gets counted as two people because it was seen twice. Okay. And in the case of Heroes, it took uh, the initial premiere screening from 12 million and uh, with the repeats, took it up to 17 million uh, in the ratings. And uh, so Nielsen has said that uh, NBC's actions to actually do to use this uh, were 
entirely justified and consistent with Nielsen's philosophy. Nobody else has done this other than NBC mm-hmm. in the States. Uh, and uh, there, there was some negative feedback from its clients, from Nielsen's clients being the advertisers, mm-hmm. uh, saying, no, 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 you cannot do this. This is absolutely against everything that we stand for. So, at the moment, uh, Nielsen are saying that they're not going to do this anymore, that they had the the idea, they thought they'd they'd see if it could work. As far as I can understand, it's still all a little bit up in the air as as far as that's going to work, but... uh, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a great idea. Um, something else that they introduced was to count uh, views of shows on DVRs, which they uh, very quickly turned around as well. Yeah, so so all these things that, that that's a bit harder to do though, surely. I don't know how they were doing it, but apparently they were doing it. And uh, well, the thing is, if you if mm. you've got people who have say TiVo, mm. TiVo does send information back about what's been watched and what hasn't been watched. Really? So TiVo's watching you. TiVo's spyware. Oh, it's 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 not really mm. it's not really watching you. It's watching you. It's watching no, your It's that, that little icon with the face that smiles and looks all happy. TiVo. It's it's actually two eyes are watching you. Oh really? Apparently so. Wow. I didn't read that in variety. <laughs> anyway, so, so that that can be done. The and, and it and that also makes sense from from my perspective as a viewer. Not as an advertiser, not as a broadcaster, purely as a viewer, because I'm not an advertiser or a broadcaster. I thought I'd clarify that. Broadcaster of TV. Of TV. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it makes perfect sense that if I want to watch a show at another time, my viewing still gets counted towards how popular that show is. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there, there are some teething problems with it, but rather than just reversing back and saying, okay, no, 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 we thought it was a good idea, but clearly we were sorely mistaken, and then dropping it, why not just work through the teething problems? It it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. But that seems to be what's happening. Nielsen are just going to go, nah, stuff it. Too hard, too hard. Uh, Congratulations to the creators of Lost, The Shield, Boston Legal, The Closer, and Criminal Minds. These uh, five shows are all up for the first Primetime Torture Awards. Really? Yeah. Uh, these, uh, these shows have been praised for the way they accurately portray torture scenes. Oh, these are good things. I thought they were like the, the golden I, raspberries. When I read this article, I... I I, who, I went to their website. Who is sponsoring this award? Uh, it's, a, it's a group called Human Rights First. And I, I, I had to go through their website quite carefully just to make sure it wasn't a joke. Um, uh, and actually, the, uh, the kind of the politics behind it is quite sad. They, they conjecture that t- torture on TV is on the rise and that uh, it's f- um, significantly higher than five years ago. And also the fact now that it used to only be the bad guys who tortured people, but now good guys and patriots torture people as well. and uh, Which just reflects real life. Well, this is apparently having a negative impact on soldiers and they are using, they're using techniques that they're seeing on television in wars now, apparently. So what they're trying to do by this is... Uh, Trying to show, uh, yeah, how 
good torture scenes and how uh, how torture scenes uh, have been portrayed accurately in the hope of educating people a little mm. bit. So it's a public education. Oh, so 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 they look so, so say with twenty four, which yeah. has. Which oh, has a which lot one? of torture, torture in it. Twenty four is one of the bad it, guys. If it's just yeah, if it's just volume of torture, twenty four wins hands yeah. down. Yeah, but twenty four doesn't do it realistically. Is that what you're saying? By the that's, bad that's guys? what they're saying. Yep. They're saying that uh, with twenty four, for example, uh, it'll be the ticking clock scenario. Which I mean, that's all twenty four is. Yeah, ticking if, clock. Uh, but they're just saying that that's very unrealistic. With torture. Oh, uh, so so I shouldn't if I'm a soldier trying to get information out of a a, a prisoner, mm-hmm. and you I know sh- a bridge is going to blow up in the next half hour. I shouldn't shoot that prisoner's wife in the knee. Right, probably it, not. Right, probably not. Okay, uh, okay. J- Jack Bauer does that, and yeah. I thought that was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you see, I was morally preparing myself for that situation. See, so you're being facetious, but. Apparently, soldiers are doing this kind of thing now. Really? Apparently, US soldiers are using these types of techniques because they think they should work, which is, uh, which is very sad. It's a bit like juries uh, expecting more from their uh, forensics yeah. evidence. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I, I... Except that, except that, Brett, the army guys should have training. In torture? Yeah, they should have training in interrogation techniques. Torture. Let's call it interrogation techniques. Well, if you want to sanitize it, I do. I do but obviously, to... these awards are about are about highlighting to to the general public what actually goes on in torture and how horrific it is. Yes. No. 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 They're trying to educate the public on how to torture properly. Apparently. Can you um? <laughs> I, look, I think I think. Well, can you read out the list of shows that are nominated? Uh, Lost, The Shield, Boston Legal, The Closer, and Criminal Minds. Okay, because the Daily Show also had quite a quite a realistic waterboarding. Uh, I'm surprised that's not in there. Uh, yeah, so uh, congratulations to Human Rights First. I, I think their heart's in the right place. I think uh, the first annual Primetime Torture Awards uh, maybe slightly misplaced, but. Uh, if they're yeah. televised, I'll be watching them. Well, uh, they're uh, going to be announced today. I'm not sure if they're having a big gala or today something. Today being Monday in the, in the uh, States. Yeah, October the 15th. Right. Uh, so by the time you're listening to this, you should be able to go online and find out who the winners were. And uh, yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to, instead of like musical numbers, have live torture reenactments at the at the uh, awards ceremony. I'm, or I'm going with The Shield. You're going with The Shield? Yeah, I think The Shield, especially last season, had some very bloody realistic torture in it. Uh, I, according to the menu for Entree, they had bits of broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Channel V's Saturday morning show, What You Want, in uh, a little bit of trouble after asking its audience to SMS their favourite memories on ice. No! Which, uh, which... No! <laughs> Which, you know, it does make sense. It's in in we... case of emergency phone numbers in the phone? No, no, no. Their favourite memories on ice. Uh, they got responses including everything's great on meth, lots of sex, too many to name, amongst others, that uh, scrolled across the screen. The problem was that uh, they asked for the response off the back of uh, talking about Will Ferrell's skating movie, Blades of Glory. Oh. And they're actually talking about ice skating 
favorite memories. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. Did, did anybody actually get it? Did anybody actually send their favorite messages about being on ice? Well, I've, one time I fell over, got my hands yeah, cut off. Obviously, the outrage hasn't been about uh, the legitimate, <laughs> but, but there were legitimate responses. Uh, one would assume so. It doesn't go into it here. Um, apparently, uh, the messages went to air after a failed process, uh, which would usually moderate the SMS responses failed. R- really? There's <laughs> there's a process that moderates those SMS responses? Well, that could be a human process. It, it may be uh, some sort of uh, heuristic word match thing. Because if it's a heuristic word match thing, then, then it would probably just be for swear words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's a human thing, then that person has not been doing their job ever. <laughs> no. Well, given it's Saturday morning, maybe they had a big Friday night and uh, <laughs> just snoozed up with the control. Hey, the, uh, the, the only sitcoms on uh, TV at the moment in the US that actually have a laugh track is right at the moment. Right. Uh, being Back to You mm-hmm. until Death. Okay. There, there could be more. I, I think there's one. I think, the only two? I think How I Met Your Mother has one, but I don't think it's back on air yet. Oh, okay. So I'm just talking about things that are on now. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, preempt their show or start their show or have a little, uh, whatever it is that you call that thing at the beginning of a show. An announcement. Yeah, let's call it an announcement. A prefix. A prefix. That's what I was thinking of. They're going to prefix their show with recorded in front of a live studio audience. A la. Happy, Happy days. days, Laverne and Shirley, Morka Mindy, mm. mm. uh, Simpsons. But that was a joke. Yeah, that's, yeah. Mm. Uh, and this is because so many comedies are moving away from the laugh track because Ross and I hate it so much. <laughs> and so, so what they're actually trying to do is is say these are real people. It isn't recording of dead people laughing. These are actual real people who found it funny. Yes. In our audience. Yes. That's, that's what they're saying. Well, no. What they're saying is it was recorded in front of a live audience. What they're hoping the audience watching at home will understand <laughs> is that those are real people laughing. In some cases. Well, I think they're hoping that the people at home will think that in all cases it's real people laughing. Mm. And that they actually found it funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Rather than being touched up with a bit of dead people laughing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As, as it almost... <laughs> Always is because oh no the mics weren't working properly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I think that's interesting. It's been a long time. It's probably been about fifteen years since we uh, since we heard that yeah. coming before our shows. Mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Speaking of sitcoms, uh, failed Australian sitcom Sit Down Shut Up, which was shown on the Channel Ten Network around about the year two thousand. Uh, the creator, Michael Reed, has alleged that uh, Chris Lilly's Mr. G character has been ripped off from that show. Uh, and also the name, apparently, uh, apparently, Sit Down, Shut Up, was set at Carpen Heights High. And uh, Chris Lilly ripped off the Heights High part. What? For some reason. What? Uh, I, but it's those... also saying that he ripped off the Mr. G character. Yeah, that, that's what I said first. Sorry, I missed that. Right. <laughs> you would have heard that two years later when you sat down to listen to the show. Uh, yeah, so he's saying he ripped off Mr. G. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, Sit Down, Shut Up starred Mark Downey and Stephen, Stephen Curry. Curry. 
Uh, Showed late night for a little bit. It I love the uh, appalling. It's like it was. Like I, the, I love the way you say for those that don't remember. Well, <laughs> for those who have never no idea watched what it, talking about. because nobody ever watched it. <laughs> yep. I, I always got them confused. Like even a year later, even two thousand one. I got sit down, shut up, confused with late for school. Do you remember late for school with Matthew oh, Newton? Oh, with Matthew Newton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were both Channel Ten sitcoms set yeah. in a school. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, well, I get them both confused with Bingles. <laughs> That's Channel Ten comedy. Ch- Channel Ten, but that was a Gary Riley production, wasn't it? Bingles. I, I, I don't remember. Starred Shane Bourne. Yep, it did. It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm. I, I, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at all. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, it, it seemed to be unlikely to me that that Chris Lilly ripped this off. But obviously, not having not being that familiar with Sit Down, Shut Up, I I can't really say one way or the other. But it it, it seems a little unlikely to me. It, obviously, I mean, Chris Lilly is such a great. Uh, observer of people and he's obviously based Mr. G on many many people so in fact Matt Savile's uh, called him a stealth bomber of observing people oh really yes. yeah and apparently the ABC came out and said in response to this well they get calls to the switchboard at ABC every week claiming that they are the real Jamae and they are the real Mr. G and the characters based on them <clears throat> so not from the same person from multiple people so uh, yeah it's a, it's so, so all of those people have single personality disorder. <laughs> yep. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing is, Summer Heights High is filmed at Brighton High. Mm-hmm. My friend went to Brighton High and, uh, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, and was telling me how much Summer Heights High reminded him of his days at high school. And then he found out that it was filmed at Brighton High and went, ah. Oh, that's why it reminds me so much of it. But that still doesn't explain why I think I had a teacher who was Mr. G. Mm. Now, I think, you know, everybody had, at some stage, a teacher who was like Mr. G. Clearly, who was that, your friend? Yeah. Clearly your friend watched too much Sit Down, Shut Up. Yeah, maybe. maybe in, that's In the year 2000. And Brighton High was actually selected because of its uh, lack of greenery around the school. Oh, really? Is, uh-huh. that, is that the exact reason? Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. Uh, Channel 10 screenings of Californication is to be investigated by the Australian Communications and Media Authority after lobbying by parent and Christian groups who say it's appro- inappropriate for Australian screens, in a, even in its late night broadcast time of 9.30pm. Uh Apparently, there have been complaints from more than 40 companies, including Holden, Arnott's, Nestle, and Woolworths, who pulled their ads. Uh, ACMA, in a letter to Festival of Light Australia, a Christian community group advocating family values, confirmed an investigation will be launched. Uh, Festival of Light acclaimed the first round victory. Um, they say that uh, we don't like the way the Catholic Church is treated. It's beyond the pale in the show. This, the show can't be shown late. It has to be pulled. The way it's treating religion and sex is just harmful. Why, why, I, why are you not allowed to show sex on television? And you can show... How, how many murders have there been on CSI this year? I mean, you know, you can show blood and guts and whatever you like mm-hmm. at 8.30. That's not killing society. But, oh, you have a few breasts from, you know, a girl who used to be on a nanny. And suddenly everybody 
furious. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, if you've if you've kept up with Californication, uh, while there was there were quite a number of sex scenes in the first few episodes, they've really trailed off. Hmm. Um, there's there's rare nudity in the episodes yes. these days. But the, um, and it, in fact, the storyline has is, is actually been, become quite uh, interesting. It's and the one, the one that was on uh, tonight, Monday night, on Channel 10 was a great episode which uh, showed flashbacks of him and his dad. It was a, was a very strong episode. These groups always get my goat because they assume that adults cannot make decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. That people who are offended by a show are incapable of turning it off. That's just ridiculous. It is. Mm. If you're if you're a church going person, if you're if you're a Catholic church going person and you're offended by Californication, don't watch it. Unless you really enjoy the show, but then kind of don't like the bits that that offend you, then watch it, but feel a bit guilty about it. Go to confession, say some Hail Marys, you'll be fine. I I, I think it Maybe even goes a bit deeper. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think they just they don't want anybody watching it. Full stop. They don't, if they think you're not offended by it, then you're a poor soul, and they need to protect you from it. Mm. You don't ha- you, you shouldn't be allowed to have that choice. Mm. I think that's that's where these groups come from. Well, clearly. So, mm. so you nobody should be allowed to see it. Is basically what they're saying. Mm. Yeah, don't control me that way. I've already got a government for doing that. Mm. Thank you very much. And I don't even, don't believe in your invisible friend, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and on that note, let's say that that is the box cutters news. Fuck you, yeah. Hello and welcome to today tonight. Every yes. fucking so- word. Soap and water. Oh, exactly. Soap and water. Hello and Fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Couple of quick rewatches. Uh, mine is uh, the last two Monday nights. I've caught a little bit of Today Tonight, and last week, uh, on that Monday night, they had a story about old Australian television ads that include included in, in prominent coverage throughout the article and in the coming up bit, snippets from the Louis the Fly ad. Mm-hmm. 50 years old now. Yes. Mm-hmm. This week, on Today Tonight... They had a story entirely about the Louis the Fly ad. Are they putting ads? Are they putting just putting more teen ads into the today tonight? Is that is that what's happening? It could be. It could be. Well, no, it, no. It is. It is something to celebrate. It's it's part of the heritage of, of Australian television. No, but it's the character that goes beyond the ad, is beyond it, the product. Does it warrant two stories? A week apart. That's all. But I don't think they're taking advertising dollars to show these stories. You're such a cheater, I apologise. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I suspect that they just don't have uh, content was, to be able to fill up the time. So it's a, it's a cheap, easy way to do that. It was the same last week. We saw stories about Aeroplane Jelly and the, the kid who was on the Aeroplane Jelly box because Aeroplane Jelly turned $60 billion or whatever it turned. It's, it, it's advertising. Y- you know what? In the... Because and they have little veggie mites. This is what the, of... this is the fifty second year of television in this country. Hmm. You're going to get the fiftieth anniversary of a lot of classic ads as yep. time. It's in in twenty years' time. Are we going to have? It's the fiftieth anniversary of all those people in the giant Coke 
coke can <laughs> rolling down the hill and on the beach? No, no, no. We're going to get um, the one with the guy playing the piano and the woman. Ooh, I'm wearing no knickers. No oh, knickers yeah, yeah, for yeah. me. You know, that one. Yeah. Or the Uncle Sam deodorant ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Brew 33 and the snakes and Adam splashed this on. <laughs> Autumn came and the leaves fell. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm looking forward to? The one uh, I always liked it was the ad for soap where it was set in future. Oh, in the plane. Tah- they were in a spa thing and the kids came down on the water slide. Tahiti looks nice. Yeah. And it turns out they had their own island that they could just... Yeah, float yeah. everywhere, yeah. Or, or they were actually in a plane that had a pool in it. Oh, that was an, that was another one. It was the same, but but different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I that, can't wait till the fiftieth anniversary of those shows, <laughs> those ads. See, I'm calling them shows. They're ads. See, and this is this is my problem. Today, tonight, stop it. Yeah, or, right. or it'll never stop. Yeah, I agree. Uh, meanwhile, over on a current affair, uh, they uncovered a scandal <gasps> a couple of weeks back. Uh, apparently. Now, hold on to your chairs here. Voting in Dancing with the Stars is not a good way to give money to charity. What? <laughs> what a, what, but, but each of the dancers has their, their charity. That, That's uh, true. But for the 55 cents that it costs you to yeah. call in, only 15 cents of this goes to charity. Where, where does the other... Where does the other uh, where do 40 cents go? Apparently, uh, production costs. Right mm. now, production costs for the show or for for actually having the the phone line to be able to production costs production costs for the show. Now, I would the, imagine really? the rumor I've heard about shows like that, like Dancing with Stars, like Big Brother, like Australian Idol, where people have to text in or phone in, and uh, and they get fifty five cents each time. Uh, the host also gets a cut. Of each phone call. Oh, okay. Now that's that's a rumor I've heard. I've I've seen no documentation. I haven't spoken to any managers who can confirm that. But that is the story going around the industry at the moment. What about on the mint. Uh, <laughs> on the mint, they get uh, they get paid in buckets of water. Okay. <laughs> they have to bring and their own buckets. And, and the they're lucky to get it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, have to, they have to bring their own bring their own buckets. But but wait, there's uh, there's more. Uh, this uh, this fifteen cents out of fifty five cents was actually uncovered in March by three AW, and when it was uncovered in March by three AW, a current affair covered the scandal. Then, in fact, they pretty much ran the same story. No, the main difference was they uh, updated it with the uh, current season dances. Well, you know, they've, they've got to have a shot at, at the competition somehow. That's it. That's it. They're getting absolutely caned by Dancing with the Stars. They've got mm-hmm. to make some money off it somehow. This is, this is like that story last week, which was about pole dancing, where they just threw in, oh, and Home and Away has been in trouble for pole dancing as yeah. well. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Well, this whole, uh, this whole story on The Current Affair went a little like, as we told you in March, blah, 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 blah. And as we told you in March, <laughs> they didn't even try and disguise it themselves. Did they? So, did, did they, they also th- mention that if you phone into one of these competitions to give charity, uh, that it's not tax deductible? Ah, uh-huh. 
No, I don't think they did mention Oh, well, they can run another story. They can run another story. <laughs> but, you know, as, uh, there's, there's nothing going to charity from Big Brother or from Australian <laughs> Idol. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be an apologist for Dancing with the Stars. I would have liked to have seen a bit of uh, but, but, chasing Daryl Summers down the street uh, with the camera crew. Mr. Summers, where's the money going? <laughs> where's the money going, Mr. Summers? Do you get a cut? Uh, I... I, no one's watching Dancing with the Stars going, well, I, I really don't like, insert name of dancer at the so, moment. Say so Corinne Grant, who got I, kicked I, off last week. I, I really don't like Corinne Grant, but I really want to support the Anti-Cancer Council. <laughs> I better vote for her. I really don't think anyone's doing that. No, no, I don't think so. And, and also, don't they only name their charity when they get kicked off? Oh, do they? I, I don't know. I only ever see the end of Dancing with the Stars because that's before All Saints. Uh, I think they have the charity logo in the ads. Oh, okay. I may be, that may be a false memory. Mm. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it this season. Right. Well, no one really knows. Maybe A Current Affair can run another story on it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Box Cutter's favourite ever guest. And uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Box Cutter's. So listen as much as you can because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. If you want to catch up with Ryan Shelton, you can go to the uh, Rove website and uh, what? What do you? And we sh- didn't see him at all in uh, Brisbane last night. Do you get uh, left behind once again? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch the show anymore. But uh, no, no, no. no I'm just... well, going from running the joint to to <laughs> couldn't even be asked watching it anymore. Yes, yeah, because you know what? The first ten minutes, I don't want to watch. And then uh, the rest of it, I'm just I'm already doing something else by that stage. Uh, but yeah, you can catch up with uh, Ryan Shelton's ideas, which are all really very funny uh, on the Rove website. I, I recommend watching that. Everything else about the show, eh? But Ryan Shelton's ideas. We're talking about fall season. We're talking about two shows by the same creators. Yes. Mm. Also, the oh, creator of the OC. Yes. Josh Schwartz. Josh Schwartz mm. uh, has created both Chuck and Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, or as Ross likes to call it, OCEC. OCEC. Which no, I've actually got a new name for it. A new name for it. Well, do you want to go first with that then? Uh, let's see. <laughs> what's what's this about? Spoiled little rich kids. Doing the Upper East Side of New York, Manhattan. Doing very uninteresting stuff in completely implausible manner. Or or manners. Manners, yeah. Manners, hotels, Mm. uh, Mm. loft apartments. Yep. I I hated this. (laughs) It's it's a very, very nasty show. It's just a nasty premise. It's it's a nasty premise. It's cliche ridden. It's it's, it's, it's based. It's terrible. based on a book. Yes, a series of books. A series of books. The the Gossip Girl books, which has an unknown narrator uh, mm. as a blogger blogging about the lives of rich kids in New York. Mm-hmm. That's a, an unknown narrator who seems to be omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Yes. The only way this could make any sort of narrative sense is if she is God. No, no, it doesn't no, it does make God? sense because no, she's the, the running way... a website. No, it's, it's no, like... people... no, no, no. People she's... say, I saw this and they send that. Yeah. And they send that to yeah. It's like Gorka like York. How, how convenient. People are seeing into people's bedrooms where there's 
at, at times, there was a girl trying a dress on and she got spotted by somebody. Now, unless there's some pervert outside the window watching her and then writing to Gossip Girl, no, but the everybody knows, makes no sense. Every no, everybody knows everybody. It's such a... Such she a, was alone in her bedroom trying on a dress. Ross, if you're going to start nitpicking about television, I think this show is over. <laughs> <laughs> now, was it just me that, that found uh, the, the voice of Gossip Girl was uh, reminiscent of... Veronica Mars? Wives? I, th- uh, I think it's quite with, with the the dead housewife who was never seen, as she was narrating, but but also omnipresent. I, I think it's a lot more reminiscent of Veronica Mars per- she, personally. She can be omnipresent. <laughs> She's dead. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I don't mind her being omnipresent. Are you got oh, no problem oh, with ghosts? Yeah, no problem. No problem no. with the afterlife. No, that's problem not implausible. I completely believe that <laughs> the afterlife can narrate a story to me. That's fine. <laughs> I'm quite happy with that. This this gossip girl character is just ridiculous. Uh, of course, it, the the voiceover is Kristen Bell. Um, oh, is it? Yes, which is why ah, it's so right. reminiscent of, of right. Ragnarok. The uh, uh, it's just cliche-ridden garbage. I mean, they've already done the old the star-crossed lovers who should be together but can't seem to get it together, turning their backs class, on each other. Class warfare. And- yeah, but they're turning their backs on each other, and the guy looks around, and the girl's walking away, and then he turns around too late. Uh, she looks around at him. I mean, if anyone ever puts this in a script, they should just get shot out of hand. <laughs> and why, why are they making us watch it? The main character gets a text that she doesn't like from Gossip Girl, and she throws her phone in the bin. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it's it wasn't. Just... It wasn't from Gossip Girl because no. nobody knows who Gossip Girl is. But it was from from an old friend who turned her back on it. No, no, no. It was yeah. from Gossip Girl. No, no, no. no. Text... It was the update. It was no. the update. They all get the updates via texts. No, no. no. That's, yes, you, that's... you guys clearly didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> no, no, no. She she got she got she got a text from from a friend. She didn't she didn't want that friend anymore, and so it was easier to throw the phone out. <laughs> that's but that's what you do when you're rich. I don't right, care how rich you are. And it wasn't are. even one of those special jazz jams with a little keyboard on the inside. I don't, the I don't care how phone. rich you are. It's got to be so annoying trying to type all those names into your address book. Hey, hey, probably a terrorist will pick it up out of Here's the thing about Gossip Girl. <laughs> compared, to, compared to the OC, the OC had heart to it. It had some really lovely, light moments. You could actually... There, there were actually characters that you could like. There are absolutely no characters, not a single character in Gossip Girl. Oh, come on. What about, any the, what about features. the dorky brother and sister who are really dorky and are just as kids. super good-looking as everybody else? And they're way-too-cool rock star dad. No, horrible... Okay, firstly... Literally rock star. Starting, Literally rock star. We, ha- we haven't seen that before, have we? We Top haven't seen any of these bands of the 90s Starting with the kids, <laughs> they are <laughs> the horribly unredeemable. These kids are unredeemable. Nonsense. All the, they're all beautiful. No, no, no. I'm talking the, the, the kids, the poor kids who, uh, they're just horrible social climbers who, who would do anything to, to get in the pants of, of the rich kids so that they can be like one of them. Mm-hmm. This, there is nothing enjoyable about any of the characters. No. Not not a single one. And to me, that's that's going to be its failing. But I know that 16-year-olds are going to love this show. Well, it's like the fact that, you know, a pop band can cover any song from, like, the 80s these days and people won't know it. 
and people will think, oh, this is original, and they won't realise that it's all been done before and it's all just a bag of clichés. You're sounding like an old man, Russ, who's out of touch with the kids. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this is where the kids are at, I am out of touch with the kids. In, in the 80s, you too did that with Everlasting Love and, exactly. uh, and did quite well. Exactly. Well, it, heaps of people have done it. I mean, every five years we get another cover of You've Got to Fight for Your Right to Party. I mean, that's what this is, a bad cover of You've Got to Fight for Your Right to Party. The, uh, so, well, so and the OC is the original. No, the OC was a bad cover of it too. <laughs> I have to, I have to say, I think there is an audience for Gossip Girl. Yes, I don't think that men in their thirties is that audience. <laughs> I think I think the kids, the Generation Zs, who who do all the texting and stuff, who uh, who all wish they were just as good looking as these people, and all wish they were having just as much sex and had just as much money, and were wearing the no, same no, designer clothes. They don't clothes. wish they were; they think they are. Well, an interesting quote from uh, from the website Y Pulse, which is uh, all about Gen Y and has a lot of Gen Y readers as well as adult readers. So everybody finding about out about everybody. Uh, but one of the the younger uh, readers commented that Gossip Girl was horribly unrealistic as far as life in New York goes, because even even amongst that set, if there are uh, other races around they still play a more prominent role than they're playing in the show. Well, the, you've got the you've got the cool the uber cool black and chinese or slash asian girl who just get referred to as oh you're in with them oh they're really cool. Yeah, and, and that's they it. don't they don't seem to do anything except say the same thing at the same time. Yeah. And that is that is mm. all that is. I was mm. reminded a number of times of uh, the old 80s film class with Rob Lowe and uh, Andrew McCarthy. Really? But that was a good film. <laughs> yeah, that, but, that, but kind of similar. That was a good film with, with some heart and, and, yeah. uh, and, and, you know. Although maybe that's because we were the age that we were when we saw it and we're not now watching this. Maybe maybe kids of the age that, that we were when we saw class now are thinking the same thing about Gossip Girl. You, you remember that uh, where the, in The Simpsons where they go to the swap meet? And Marge is trying to sell that uh, wishbone necklace. And she says, your uh, teenage son or daughter will find this wishbone necklace really cool. And the parent says, I doubt my teenage son or daughter is that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel with Gossip Girl. I think you're probably right. I think there is an audience, but I really hope there's not. Yeah. Yeah, but there is. Mm. There is. I think it's, I reckon it's, it'll definitely go two seasons. Well, it's already, least. yeah, it's been renewed for a full season. So uh, let's, and it is now, the first one. After giving way too much time to that piece of crap, let's talk about <laughs> Chuck. Chuck is the best new show of this full season. I can say that without a doubt. It is the show that I I'm am enjoying sure. most. It's definitely top three. I, I, I would agree, but I think it means something different to me. Really? I, I'm going to call it now. This fall season sucks. Well, yeah, yeah. The fall season, has, very, the fall season has very, not been great. Very thin on the ground, good shows. And, and we, talk, we about Chuck, talk about we, Chuck. We, I'll, haven't, I'll, we haven't I'll, talked about Moonlight yet. But <laughs> <laughs> talk about Chuck. I'll get into... I'll, I'll. Uh, Chuck is... Uh, all right, the, the story of a guy, he's a jaleb, he's a, he's a loser, he's, uh, uh, he's gormless. He's, he lives with his sister. He got kicked out of Yale... Uh, so he hasn't graduated college. He's working at what is very much like a Best Buy, but not a Best Buy for obvious reasons. Which we don't really have in this country. We don't. Re- we don't really have that. But it's a. It's like your Dick Smith superstore of uh, of electronic goods, or and, and he's in a sub store. 
he's, called yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, part nerd of the, hero. He's part of the nerd, nerd herd. herd. Nerd herd. He's part of the nerd herd, which best which is support. Best Buy mm. in the Best Buy in the states have uh, this thing called the Geek Squad. And they will come to your house and fix your computer, or you can bring your computer in and they will fix it. And it's one of the things that they're renowned for. And so, uh, in this show, he's part of the nerd herd. So, he's a computer-fixing guy. And that's kind of what he was doing at Yale. That's what he was starting to be. His roommate at Yale uh, ratted him out and got him kicked out of college. His roommate was named Bryce. Bryce went on to be a really mega-successful Chuck thought that Bryce went on to be some mega successful banker or lawyer an or something, an accountant. Uh, but in fact, he became a successful CIA agent uh, who then went rogue, breaks into this central repository of all information in the world as far as anything terrorist, negative, political, anything at all, breaks into it, downloads it. Which which came into being after 9-11 where the FBI, CIA, NSA hadn't talked to each other. So this is the computer that, that holds all of their secrets yes. that is put together. He downloads it all, uh, breaks the machine, runs away, gets shot, and just before he gets shot, emails it all to Chuck. This, this all happens in like the first 10 minutes. It's all very fast-paced, blah, blah, blah. A lot like the beginning of Alias. Uh, and, uh, and then he... Uh, Chuck gets the email. Everything appears to him in a, a series of very fast flashing images. Everything is automatically downloaded into his brain. He is now the central repository for all of this information. Mm-hmm. The rest writes itself. A, a CIA agent, an NSA agent, they both come. They have to babysit him. He's you know suddenly the most important person in the United States. Nobody's allowed to know about it. Uh, and it's a comedy. How's that for a summary? That's about right. I think this show is fantastic. I think it's it's really watchable. I think the character of Chuck is excellent. Uh, it has Adam Baldwin in it, who has been fantastic in pretty much everything he's done. Firefly Serenity. Uh, yeah. and, and not uh, one of the Baldwin brothers. No. no. Uh, he, was, he was also in Angel. Uh, he's, a, and he's, a, he's a great actor as far as you know, playing someone who's a little bit nasty. Uh it's just a really fun show. A really, really fun show. Very watchable. A different dumb thing happens to him every week, and he's going to have to get out of that trouble every week. A lot of it has to do with the character of Chuck. I think he is just a really well-written character. He, he doesn't really like where his life is but he doesn't have the impetus to change. And even when this ridiculous thing happens to him that changes his life probably forever, he still doesn't have the impetus to change. I think it's it's fun. I think it's a really fun show. But he's also basically made by the, the agents to uh, to act as if nothing has changed anyway. Yeah, that's right. So he can't leave his job. He can't... Make, he can't uh, let anybody know that anything's up because it'll risk his life because people are after where all these secrets are. And it's got a lot of heart to it as well. I, I was distinctly underwhelmed. Really? really? Chuck. It was all right. I, I, I wouldn't keep watching it. I found the... the are, are you not confusing it with Reaper? I haven't seen Reaper yet. Oh, right. I, I found the humour to be irritating. What and a, what? I just found it a bit... It's just a bit kind of... Just not me. 
what about uh, when he was when he was talking about all the conspiracies, uh, the assassination attempt on Carter, uh, where he where he mentions why uh, Oceanic Flight Eight One Five was shot down. That's a great yeah, joke. A little, That's a great uh, joke. A little lost reference in there. Yeah, he, he's yeah because he all he says is uh, Oceanic Flight Eight One Five was shot down, uh, and we don't hear the rest of what he says. Mm. But he says it was shot down. Mm. Was that just an in joke? Mm. Was it a clue? I'm going to take it as a clue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you remember when we had Justin Hamilton on a few weeks ago and we were talking about Lost? Yes. And uh, somebody had put it to you that uh, Lost is a very nerdy show and that uh, that only only a certain type of person would like Lost. I'm yeah, not sure I, I, I think like was, where this is going, Ross. I, th- I, think, it, <laughs> I think it was one of the, uh, one, one of the producers at uh, ABC Queensland uh, was uh, doing that to me. With... With no offence intended, air. with no offence <laughs> intended, I, I think this is way nerdier than Lost, and I think it's way it's even nerdier than Heroes, and Heroes is pretty nerdy. Okay, which is more nerdier, uh, Chuck or Nerds? Nerds, the old film. Ah, oh. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. That's right. Yes. Uh, Sorry. You know what I think the difference is that uh, twenty years. <laughs> no, uh, Revenge of the Nerds was kind of meant for jocks to be laughing at nerds as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think this is just this so, is just kind of nerdy. I think. So I'm sorry, I don't mean it offensive no, like, no, no, towards no. either. I, I I love the fact. I mean, he's a dork. He he is a dork. He, he and he admits that. It reminds me a lot of Greg Brady, and and that's kind of what the whole. The, the whole show is based on that, and they even have like jokes about Zork in it and stuff, but not even f- funny jokes about Zork, and it's over the top. And I just think if you're going to appeal to the nerdy audience, just just kind of offhand mention Zork. You don't have to explain what it is; that your audience knows what Zork is. <laughs> yeah, but see, no, I, and that was what? in I the didn't... pilot episode where, where yeah. as we've as we've talked about previously, you've got to have a lot of exposition in it. Yeah, and there was so much exposition in Zork in has pilot. been mentioned since and, the first and, episode. And no, there was, you know a, there was a Tron the, poster the, in his room, though. The, yeah, the movie references are done. Like, he's got a North by Northwest poster in his uh, in his bedroom, which they show a lot, which obviously yeah, the, it owes quite first, a debt to episode, North by Northwest. Second the episode, episode, there was, was a train very... spotting. There's a whole, uh, they're playing Lust for Life, and it was all the running along the streets, just like the start of train spotting, for no real reason. I just... The the first episode I found very heavy-handed. The second and third episodes were the ones that made me go, this is the best show I've seen so far. And the pilot was directed by McG. Yeah, yeah see, that's is, another problem. Who is very heavy-handed in, in everything he does. I re- what, what else has he... He's executive produced something else recently. Uh, prison it, Break. It is Prison Break, yeah. Isn't it? Oh, okay. Uh, do you also do that, that thing on now? Um, the Supernatural? Yeah, yeah, he's also yeah, he's also on All Supernatural. Right. Yep, yep, and of course, he for those who don't know, he directed Charlie's Angels, Charlie's Angels, and Charlie's Angels Two Full Throttle. Mm. Uh, the the thing about these directed at nerds mm. is, I I really like that. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy books like Max Barry's Company. I really enjoy films like Office Space, mm-hmm. films films and te- television shows and books that. Show me a little bit of my life and mm-hmm. make me go, oh, yeah, that's such bullshit. You know, th- things like that where, where you just go, that's so true. I'm a sucker for it. Mm. I'm an absolute sucker for it. Mm. Well, I mean, we, we were talking about Superbad 
before we uh, we went on air tonight, and I think clearly there is a there is an audience for nerd humor, and I think it's growing out there. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I think people discovered that when the the uh, YouTube video of the the kid doing uh, Star Wars by himself <laughs> mm. went so ballistically popular. Yeah, now it should be interesting to see what happens because uh, I, I believe there's quite a kind of ta- cast turnaround and. Uh, Adam Baldwin and uh, Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, Who played the two agents. The agents uh, are rolling in it for three or four episodes. Um, and she was actually, she's actually an Australian actress uh, who you might have seen in Headland or Double the Fist. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I've, got, I've got them all on tape with the, the sit up, shut up, the sit down, shut sit up, down, shut up. And, the, and the bingles. <laughs> That's no, the full, no one watched Double the Fist. That's the full season. Chuck and Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl will be airing on Fox 8 at some stage. It was supposed to be on air by now, but uh, hasn't been. Uh, so, probably November, perhaps. And uh, Chuck, I've seen no plans for. A little bit of uh, Newstopia. It aired last week, last Wednesday. New Sean McAuliffe uh, show aired last Wednesday. They're repeating it on Sunday. Okay. Did. Um, and it's also available on the SBS website. And around the same time, he quit uh, doing Breakfast Radio oh, here in qu- Melbourne. Did he quit? Mm. Yes, right. he, he and uh, and Denise uh, Scott. fellow fellow yeah co-host Denise Scott. Right, I, I knew but that Denise Dave Scott quit. Still there. Yes, um, he'll be he'll be there. And that was actually off out. the back of uh, the Green Guard article where he said where it was mentioned there were rumours around the station he'd be leaving um, to concentrate on Newstopia. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Brett? Uh, I dug it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's clearly so, teething it's so snappy and it's so densely written. Um, the, the, there's there's so much that he jams into twenty four minutes. I think there are directorial problems with this show. Uh, I think they will be ironed out over the next, say, five or six weeks. Like what? Uh, I just think it it feels it feels really clunky. All the all the cutting, the the lighting at the moment just doesn't seem right. It all seems a little bit too fake. I think they're gonna they're gonna fix it. If if you think back to he he is distinctly trying to play a character though. Yes. So no no, no I'm, you don't I'm, think that's part of the character oh, no, 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 show? I'm not, I'm not, no no no. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Uh, directorial problems with with him as far as the way he's acting or the way he's supporting cast. Uh, yeah, yeah but a lot of that cutting is meant to be that kind of you know oh, I'll go to camera two now and I'll do mm. the quick. Oh no 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 like those the, the those are jokes. In... Those fine. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. They, those are jokes. I'm right. I'm talking uh, I'm talking more about the way it looks. Okay. Uh, the the way the way it feels visually. Mm-hmm. I think so I should have said visually, I think there are lots of teething problems with it. Okay. The writing they've got down pat, and this is a team that has written together for a long time, Gary McCaffrey, Sean McAuliffe, Michael Ward, they've all written together for, for a long time. They're all on uh on uh, McAuliffe Tonight together. They're on the McAuliffe program together. They've uh I think Welch and Welcher, you know, all all those shows, they've all worked together on these jokes. So they they know really well who they're writing for and how it's going to happen. Now, it's good that you mentioned those shows because if you are listening to that list of shows and going, uh, not really sure about them, you won't like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, if you, if I, you I didn't think, like I the McAuliffe program... McAuliffe's you... an, an acquired taste. You either like him or you don't. And I don't think this is going to change that for many people. No. 
It, because it is the but same don't character. Don't expect what you saw on Channel 9. Ex- it's, it's very the same similar. Sort of humor. It's very similar. I, he's just, he's so, inc- like, it's just very intelligent humor and he's so incredibly, like, he can, just the way he ties himself up with words. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. It, it, it's all that sort of humor. And I think, I think the puns and the, uh, and the ways, some of the, the joke, the, that joke of, Showing the the cutting lines of cocaine, mm. yeah, that went <laughs> in, that in went really really inappropriate moments. Went yeah, throughout no. the the entire episode. Genius, yeah, yeah, very that was funny. absolutely genius and and really well executed. I, I love his desk, the map of Australia. Yes, and, 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 and he's got Tasmania and he's got his water on. Yeah, yeah, that's just fantastic. It's it's a really I think it's a really clever show. It's really well written. And uh, it's gonna I do mean, well. we, we were talking on this show about. I was saying with uh, when we were talking about Mick Malloy's show, The Nation, that you know this kind of news formula is it's it's kind of a bit dated, and who really wants to see that? And now watching Michaela do it, I realised no, no, no. The problem was that on Rove and on The Nation, the writing's not as good. Yeah, your problem is it's, it's, it's not also, as funny. Also, they've got audiences, and Malloy wasted so much time with bumpers and freaking intros. Mm. Like 30 seconds for the sports intro mm. every single week. Um, interestingly, I found similarities between the opening credits and the opening credit music uh, on Newstopia, similar to uh, The Nation. Oh, okay. And I'm not sure if that's uh, going to persist or if it, if that was another little joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I did love his uh, his joke about uh, Senator Coonan and, uh, and Telstra kissing and making up. Salter here saying the kiss would be over very quickly, but <laughs> Helen Coonan would need at least four hours to do her makeup. <laughs> like it's yeah, that was they're very funny. It's very funny. You can watch it Wednesday nights at ten p.m. on SBS. Do you, do you think it needs an audience or a laugh track? No. Oh, absolutely no. not. I, mm. You know what? I was expecting one. I was mm. expecting one, and then I went. Oh, hang on, no, it's a news show. Yeah, we don't have a live audience for Stan Grant mm. at six thirty. Mm. Uh, Even though it's not as funny. Well, so some would beg to differ, but the uh, uh, no, maybe a bigger joke, but not as funny. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, no news shows have a, a laugh track, and I was expecting one. But if you compare it to say the Daily Show, yeah, and that's why I was expecting one. Yeah, but again, very different shows, mm. and and this is this is not about telling people when to laugh. It's about having the jokes, knowing they're funny, being sure that they're funny mm. and putting them out there and letting people laugh on their own, which I think is a very brave thing to do and probably the best thing SBS has done in a very long time. Mm. Very long time. It's on 10pm Wednesday nights on SBS and repeated on and Sunday. 11.30 on Sunday if they uh, persist with what they did this week. It's Newstopia. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. Very quickly because we're running behind. What a surprise. Uh, the Abbey started on Sunday night on the ABC. Now, what is this? This is another reality show uh, where people go and live in an environment that they're not used to. In this case, five women go and live in a nunnery. Somewhere out in the middle of Australia. Somewhere. Uh, very beautiful scenery. Uh We've seen it all before with farms and uh, and and mines and Rise of Christ. No, no, <laughs> that, that was a drama. That was a joke. It's, it's, it's Brett, you don't understand television. Ah, oh, McLeod's daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, and Star Trek: Next Generation. The, we, we've seen it. We've seen it a lot. Uh, 
what I continually fail to understand is Australian reality television's love affair with the voiceover. This has one of the nuns doing a voiceover. It's completely unnecessary. Everything in this show can be told in interviews with the participants. Everything that you need to know can be given given that way, all that information. We don't need a voiceover explaining every little thing for us. And when is is Californication on? Monday night. Monday night. Are the people who really, really, really love sex and boobs going to call for a cancellation of the Abbey because it doesn't allow for their values to be shown? <laughs> I don't know. That's just something I just thought of that, that I throw it out there. But my point, my point was and, and continues to be get rid of the voiceover. We don't need it. Work out a way to make your show smarter. What, what do they win at the end if they're the last nun standing? Uh, they get uh, first pick at communion. Oh, really? Think, yeah. <laughs> It was set of rosary beads. That's the Abbey. You can see it at uh, 9.30 on Sunday night. Quite frankly, uh, I won't be watching it again. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. A uh, couple of uh, one crap TV and one crap press all rolled into one. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed with Channel 9's Wide World of Sports. Uh, as people will probably remember from last year, they won back quite a bit of the racing to show it live from Channel 7. Uh, when, you, when you say racing, you mean horse racing? Horse racing. Right. Yep. There was quite a bit of fanfare about it. Uh, I, I remember Eddie standing up there and saying how wonderful it was and how good Channel 9 were. Uh, unfortunately, Channel 9 has decided to finish the coverage of the races at 4.30. When, when do the races finish? Uh, closer to 6. Right. Uh, I mean, traditionally, traditionally, most coverage will miss the last race of the day, and, and that's kind of accepted. But, uh, but missing the last two races of the day, as this does, really just doesn't cut it. Um, I mean, you're missing half the quaddy. And uh, on Saturday, uh, there was in the second last race, there was quite a few horses who were in cups contention running, so they really should have uh, really should have shown that. Uh, and especially considering that after that, before the news, they're showing talk to the animals, the garden gurus, and yet another episode of Antiques Roadshow. I think they could uh, they could show an extra half hour of the races. Uh, do, do they still have uh, Kenny Callender? No. Oh. They got Simon O'Donnell. I find him. Simon find O'Donnell him. doing the horse racing? Yeah, he's just kind of like... He's a cricketer. The, yeah, he's, he's, he knows a lot about horse racing, but I, I find him to be a little irritating. You know what? I didn't like him when he was doing the cricket show in the uh, in the, uh, in the the breaks during the cricket. I, but I, at least with the cricket, they restrict him to the cricket show. Yes. With this, he's kind of, yeah, hosting and doing lots of crosses and stuff, so... Ah, uh, that's... It's a little irritating. That's That's unnecessary. And uh, in, a, in a very quick crap press, uh, this one comes from our local TV guide here in Melbourne, The Green Guide. Uh, they ran an article recently to promote weeds. Weeds, of course, coming back on Channel 9. Uh, it, was a, it was a reprint from the, uh, I think, from one American paper, possibly the Washington Post. Uh, unfortunately, the article pertained to Series 3, Channel 9, of oh. course, are only showing Series 2, 
And so it was full of spoilers and basically revealed everything that happens throughout Series 2. That's just bad. That's just really, really bad research on behalf of the Green Guard. I think they've been dropping their game a lot recently. Yeah, but they they do have a long history of this. I mean, it's very shoddy and it's just just unnecessarily poor. Who's responsible for that? Uh, I don't know. Find out. It'd be one of the editors or a sub-editor or something. They, they have been doing that quite a bit. I, I remember uh, a few seasons of The Amazing Race ago, they printed a promotional shot. Yes. Which had eliminated, <laughs> written across several contestants' names, clearly indicating the way the series was going to head. And that, and that would have just been taken straight off the CBS website because yeah. that's what they had up on their website every week rather yeah. than asking for... A fresh photo of it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just a little poor. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay, question three. Which yeah, canal... Are all these going to be about war? No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box. Congratulations to our quiz winner from last week. We'll be contacting you throughout the week. To, not throughout the week. Not continually throughout the week. That would just be harassment. Then you'd, you'd probably call the cops. At one point over the week. We'll, uh, we'll contact you and let you know about your prize. Uh, hooray to you and congratulations. This week's quiz question where somebody can win a crumpler, some kind of pouchy thing. Mm-hmm. A bundle. A bundle? Yep. Definitely a bundle? Yep. This week, you can win your crumpler, The Bundle, by answering... Oh, sorry, I should have said, the, the, the answer to last week's question was Christopher Lloyd and Steve Levitan. They were the creators of Back to You. We were down a bit on entries this week, and I think that's because we said people weren't allowed to you, look it up on you the You were internet. too specific. Mm. You were too specific. This week's... Uh, <clears throat> but, but it's but, good to know that people are out there playing fair. Yeah, that's true. And our, yep. and our winner did, in fact... Tell us the exact minute and second. Yes, and he also uh, spelt the names incorrectly, possibly because he didn't want to check to make sure the spellings were connect yeah. via the internet, which mm-hmm. is lucky because otherwise we would have had no winner. <laughs> no, no one else was that specific. Exactly. Uh, this week's question is similar to last week's question. But uh, you can look it up on the internet if you want. There is one creator common to both Chuck and Gossip Girl. Give us the name of that person. That's, that's, your, that's your question. Send your entries to hooray at boxcutters.net or uh, click on the contact us link on the left-hand side and contact us. Uh, and put your answers in that email format. Send it to us by 4pm next Monday, the 22nd of October. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ten seconds of pork. What have you got? Uh, the, the John Howard has announced that uh, he wants to have a debate with Kevin Rudd on uh, Sky News, uh, not on any free-to-air network. Uh, but no, 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 it, no, he didn't say that. Boo. He didn't say that. He said he wanted it to be hosted by one of the... <laughs> on his home ground. One of the commentators. In the from, uh, Great Hall of Parliament. And, uh, and he doesn't... So, so more importantly, anyone, he doesn't want the worm. 
anyone can show up. Yeah. Anyone can get the rights to to the debate. It's not a... Got to shoot it. No, no, to show no, it. To, to show broadcast it. it. Well, who's shooting it? Well, whoever... Sky News. <laughs> yeah, what difference does that make? Anyone can show it. Anyone can show the footage. The chase room are in uh, more trouble uh, having attracted police attention for delivering a suspicious ticking package to an inner city Sydney business... Uh, Apparently, it's not the one that was uh, in the show last week, uh, but another Sydney business mm. um, police are looking into it. Uh, the Olympics uh, will not be on Channel 7. That's the 2012 Olympics are not going to be shown on Channel 7. And the 2010 Winter Olympics. And the 2010 Winter Olympics. This is the first time Channel 7 hasn't had the Summer Olympics since uh, 1936. Before <laughs> television was invented. Uh, the... Uh, I think I think this is huge news. Channel Nine and Foxtel are going to be uh, are going to be sharing it, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they share it, what they what they do about it, and uh, if more than a quarter of the population has Foxtel by the time twenty twelve rocks around. I won't be getting it for that. It's, I bet you they spent a lot of money. Oh, they would have had to. Mm. They would have had to. Uh, nobody's watching Damages, so uh, it's uh, being bumped to a later time slot of 10.30. Yeah, it, it only had 463,000 viewers. Is it going to be episode. the first uh, fast-tracked casualty? Casualty, the uh, UK hospital show? No, yes. no, no. Casualty as in the first of the fast-track shows that uh, doesn't really work. Uh, I think all, it already... All, all it'll take is for a few of these fast-track shows to fall over and fast-tracking will be all gone. Which is which is fine as well. Either sh- either show it regularly or don't show it at all. But uh, no, but no, no, no but I, I I think they'll go back to their regular. But regular damages isn't part of the full season, is it? No, it was it was pre full season. Yeah. Not strictly, but but they are fast still it. saying it's fast tracked. Are they? They didn't. They're lying. Too. Well, no, they're not lying. They had it, ten it, episodes by the time they started the first. Show. That doesn't mean they're lying. It's still fast track. They're, they're not, not showing it. They're not showing it in February. Look, I've got a really simple answer to this fast-tracking thing. A, a really simple answer. Let a show air in the States for its first season. Find out whether or not it's popular. And then fast-track the second season so it comes idea. off the back no. of the first no, that's season. That's a terrible no, that idea. That's a terrible idea. Why is that a terrible idea? You want to wait a year to see Bionic Woman. And we live in I, a global village. How are you, you know going to, how are you going to I, get around the internet without finding out what happened? I know you're going to make some smart-alecky comment about how you don't like Bionic Woman, but you I see my point. <laughs> no, I don't, see, I don't see your point. because it, Fine, Brett sees my point. You wouldn't be waiting a year. You'd be, wait, yeah, you'd be waiting yeah. six months. That's no, a ridiculous idea to hold off. <laughs> But, no, no. but this is what we've been complaining about for years. Exactly. Finally, they listen to us, and you want to tell them to go back to how it was. No, I'm saying I'm saying it's a compromise. We have to compromise on on no, these screw things. Screw that. Let them hang by the, hang on. the no, channel. You know what? By the by the <laughs> two US weeks networks. ago, two weeks ago, we were on this show saying I'd watch it, even if, if it was fast tracked. You were saying that. <laughs> yeah. Ross and I were both going. Uh, even if they fast track it, no, nah, not going to watch it. About what? Anything. No, no, but 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 what we were talking about was you were saying you're going to watch Bionic. You say you're going to watch every show, and whether, then you never do. Whether it's, you it's would hard watch to it. Keep, have you even watched the end of Sopranos it's, yet? It's hard to keep in tr- in front of the fast tracking. I'm finding. <laughs> we weren't talking about watching crap shows. We were talking about having the option of watching it fast tracked or watching it on channel BitTorrent. Which way you'd go? Yes, not, that's not true. If you didn't that's want true. to watch a show, he's he's completely 100 percent right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'd, I, but I'm still watching. But no, that's what I was saying. We would still watch it on BitTorrent. We wouldn't watch it fast track. We'd still watch it on BitTorrent. Yeah, but 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 we're what, box. So you're saying we're okay? So screw the rest of everybody we're box else. Cutters. We 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 work for the greater good. No, I'm saying that that we're possibly an indication of the way people would do things anyway. Oh, I, well, they're, they're going to make that choice. Brett and I work for the greater good. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Brett, does, Brett doesn't. Have you watched the end of Sopranos yet, Brett? No, I'm I'm going along with where Channel Seven's up to. So then, why do you? Right, it's right, Channel right. Nine, firstly, <laughs> and secondly, why do you care about whether or not things are fast tracked? If if you, why do you care? But the Sopranos was, you, was around to years re- before fast tracking was even. Are you going to have to recuse yourself from the uh, Sopranos no, conversation? I'm gonna, I'm we gonna, have. I'm going to fast track myself in my video <laughs> you recording. Hurry. You're halfway through series five, aren't you? No, 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 no. I've seen all of series five. It was refreshing. Okay, so it'll be good. We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, because, so you've because got an average the, four episodes a week. You realise that because the, and you've got to keep up with four. Sweet, yeah. It's only four hours. Easy. Um, because the non-fast-tracked uh, show And all those episodes are dancing with the been, stars that you've got on tape. Has <laughs> been moved later. Uh, Australian comedy takes a hit uh, with Comedy Inc. being uh, sent off to 11pm on Sunday nights on Channel 9, uh, which seems to be a bit of a uh, theme at the moment. Channel 10 have put the wedge in at 10.50pm on Saturday nights. Uh, so that's what happens to the wedge. And that brings us to the end of a box cutters episode one hundred and six. Sullivan's going to jail. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> you guys that. Didn't that's... mention that at all. No, because everyone knows that. Matt Price has got a brain tumor. It's terrible news for that us. Is, that is terrible. That's yeah. sad news. Uh, uh, and uh, the Scud single again. After uh, the the whole oh, it didn't it didn't tumultuous age it didn't of life. Take. It, it didn't take no, it didn't really. Take. So what? is he so is he dating the forty eight year old? No. That no, brings single. us to the end of Box Cutters episode 106. I want to say thanks very much to our giveaway sponsors, Crumpler. Age of Love 2. Uh, yes. I think it's Age of... <laughs> the I think return, they a new band the for return that. Return Serve. I think it's... <laughs> I, I think it's... Uh, a, a, age of Love Let. <laughs> it <Footfold>. go. <laughs> age of Love Footfold. I think that's right. Uh... I want to say thanks to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. They're they up. they make bags and pouches and stuff, and uh, and they're excellent. They give us stuff to give to you. Uh, answer our quiz question, hooray, at boxcutters.net, or send us an email, hooray, at boxcutters.net, or check out the uh, website at boxcutters.net, or something, blah, 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 boxcutters.net. And uh, listen in next week, maybe a few changes to the whole uh, boxcutters experience. Mm, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, also, <laughs> thanks very much to... Brett, you're the one who brought this up. What do you mean? What am I talking about? <laughs> Thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.